Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week uh, recapping the Challenge USA over on the Dom and Colin podcast. Obviously, once again, by myself opening and Liguori uh, not, yet you can uh, guess he's not here, but we do have a uh, great guest filling in, someone who usually is with us to do the draft, but did sit out of this USA one. Uh, so I'm very curious to get his opinions on all things this season. It's Colin. Colin Stone. Hello, hello <laughs> to you, Brian. Uh, I almost called you Brian, which was extraordinarily weird. I don't think I've ever called you Brian in, in my entire life. But, uh, Scally, uh, <laughs> an honor and a privilege as always. Uh, and yeah, missing Matt this week. I know it was his birthday yesterday, so perhaps off doing some shenanigans related to that who knows but uh in any event very excited to be in here talking some the challenge usa finally uh after whatever it's been six seven weeks at this point yeah so i know that you like to say that you're a challenge casual you pretend you don't watch big brother Uh, i know i'm pretty sure you don't watch love island or the amazing race so uh which is pretty much why you decided to sit out of this uh season's draft but i want i'm curious to hear from you uh if you were excited for this season how it's living up what do you think of the cast uh, obviously get your first impression so far yeah so i went into this season as you alluded to not really knowing a ton of these people uh, i certainly knew of course everyone from survivor and i had seen one of Leo's seasons of The Amazing Race, and I'm okay. trying, uh, I'm trying to remember if there was any. I, like I certainly knew who the people in the cookout were after seeing their pictures so often over the summer leading up, uh, the summer just prior to this one, during their season airing. But uh, beyond okay. that, I felt like I was going in not really knowing a ton about the majority of the cast, and yeah, that is why I ended up. Uh, sitting out of this season's draft. And to be honest, I did not have super high expectations for this going in. However, it did not take long at all to convince me on this being a very good season uh, and one that I have continued to enjoy week after enjoy week after week, where I feel like in the streaming era, as a person who watches every episode either late the night that it comes out or at the very latest the day after it comes out am, am i fair to call myself a super fan if, if even though it's not technically watching live yeah i think the challenge is tough you know where there is a whole different community in terms of spoilers and uh following it along in the real time so i think they may take issue with any of us mm. even saying it at this point but uh i i, I qualify it so to put it in big brother terms i'm kind of a watch the episodes but don't even really know what's going on with the live feeds kind of person for the challenge (laughs) yeah i mean i guess the live feeds are the social media and i think that you do generally get a taste of what's going on there so uh i I would say you're you know a step above okay uh i'll take it but yeah i have been very much into this season and even as a person who did not know the majority i would say of these characters coming in i have found myself really liking it and uh, possible kind of unnecessary sidebar here, but I'm going to compare this to the MTV version of the challenge, which I know is totally unrelated to what actually is going on and what we're here to talk about today. But like, I've been watching the MTV version of the challenge for 
well over a decade at this point, if not significantly longer. I've honestly lost track of how long it's been (laughs) and have been very much growing tired of it. And I feel like the Challenge USA has, first of all, just been a much more interesting season than a lot of the most recent ones on MTV have been, as far as I would be concerned, but have also really reaffirmed for me that it's not so much the challenge format or the challenges themselves that I've lost interest in. It's really just the people on the MTV version are either boring. They're somewhere on the scale of totally boring to like unrelenting shit bags for me that I just don't (laughs) find interesting to watch anymore. So I I felt like this season of the challenge has been a big time breath of fresh air for me. Mm -hmm. Like even the person that has done the most reality TV, on the cast, and I would probably would say Tyson if you include like Marriage Boot Camp. Um, mm-hmm. So you know it is still at like six seasons total of reality TV. So uh, definitely much fresher faces, especially uh, if you did not see their first seasons. So uh, much fresher cast in general, but they're also just not as jaded um, as I would say some of the people that have been on the actual challenge for twenty plus years. So it's uh, exciting to have a basically all newbie cast for once i feel like watching them all learn the game has still been very fun and i do think that uh while there's the built-in structure of aligning by show i don't know that that's hold like super uh held super tightly so, so i think I, that uh oh, sorry. the game's more interesting yeah well i was gonna that was one thing i wanted to actually ask you is it certainly has crumbled uh, over the course of the season, most notably, I would say, between Tyson and Sarah kind of like driving a wedge between the big survivor alliance that we got at the beginning. But, it all, you know, Damabate seems not so in love with Tyson these days anymore. But early on, it really did seem super split kind of show by show. Uh, and I was wondering, like, in the world where we do end up with more seasons of this in the future, do you think it would be a good production decision or not a real difference maker if there was a more even balance between the shows because i have felt like specifically in the form of the amazing race even though two of the three of them are still there it really did seem like a massively uphill battle for all of them and potentially for some of the love island kids as well yeah i think it would have been a little better to have it a little more even even like having six members from bb23 on paper should have just been such a like trump card it should have been so easy but uh obviously not all parties there were willing to cooperate so i just feel like had the algorithm which i think is really the biggest difference maker uh not been there we really would have seen just the complete pagonging of all love island and amazing race people i think survivor big brother sticks together uh kylan has even been saying like as much in his interviews and like tyson on his podcast so i think that um we would have seen a much more boring game specifically without the algorithm but i think that balancing by show a little bit better might help i am wondering kind of uh if they're going to bring in some of the other shows like a toughest nails or uh the real love boat given that uh cbs lost the rights to love island but i am curious to see how the cast is affected that way moving forward i have never even heard of the real love boat but i'm sure (laughs) uh (laughs) that's going to be some enthralling stuff there and yeah honestly tough as nails feels like uh potentially really good place from which to be drawing here for future contestants great i know 
the challenges that we're seeing uh, are not necessarily always as physical as the ones that we get on MTV. And it's by no means like a prerequisite that people need to be like ripped to succeed on this show, as I think a lot of people have demonstrated uh, over the course <laughs> of this season. But I, I feel like Tough, tough as Nails, maybe uh, not the place to find the most interesting CBS reality TV personalities, but in terms of challenge performance, if this show is going to lean a bit harder in that direction, which wouldn't surprise me if there are future seasons, it does feel like tough as nails would be kind of a good fit there. Yeah. Um, probably my least favorite thing about the modern challenges is the, uh, leaning towards like the whole, this is the fifth sport of America. Right. I don't care. Um, <laughs> like I want to watch drama um, and like a game being played out less than just like this person is strong. Isn't that cool? Um, so tough as nails, I think would lean into their typical casting. Um, but I am much more of a personality guy. So uh, as a non tough as nails watcher, can't really speak to whether that is, confirmed to be true or not but i have my suspicions so i've i don't know if i've ever even talked about this with you uh on air before i'm guessing i've brought it up at some point over the years though at least off air i've always felt like as much as i really enjoyed turbo during the most of his uh initial run on mtv the challenge i did wonder if the show benefited from him not kind of like taking over and being on every season because I really felt like he would have been such a standout to an extent that like, if you wanted to be competitive with him, you clearly like could not drink every night or not every night, but <laughs> like it, it would, it would so significantly ramp up what it took to be good at the challenges that it may actually cause the show to suffer. I think that we've kind of been on that track. Uh, if you really want to go, I feel like Derek Kaczynski is one of the first people who like slowed down their drinking in order to be better at challenges. And that's been going on for like decades now where okay. it used to just be a complete party house and people then started thinking like, Oh, I could actually win money here um, rather than <laughs> I'm going to be making my money off of future appearances at bars. So um, I would definitely say we went in that direction. Um, but yeah, it, the focus on challenge versus personality is always something I'm worried about. And along roughly similar lines, what are you expecting in terms of like the sheer physicality of TJ's final this season? Um, I'm expecting above, and I don't remember if you watched these, but the like champs versus pros seasons, uh, something harder than that. So, but not like a turbo, the final that turbo ran. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're I'm not, not going to have to be doing a marathon. Right, exactly. That was exactly what I was going to say. Is they're they're not going to have to be doing miles upon miles of running through the desert and then staying up overnight and hiking up a mountain the day after that. And yeah, I I, yeah. I think I'm on roughly the same page there. But it, it it embarrassingly like didn't even cross my mind that they might tone down the the final until uh like last week, which probably was mm -hmm. a bit overdue. Like, it may it go overnight, potentially, but I just don't expect it to be, you know, the ultimate Iron Man right. that sometimes the, the challenge pushes towards, which I think they've even scaled back on a little bit. Okay, yeah, uh, but long answer summarized here quickly, loving the season <laughs> overall, thanks for asking.
Okay, there you go. Um, I guess since you haven't gotten a chance to talk to any about any of them in the preview or uh, up until this point, obviously, is there anyone that like went home already that you were excited to see and sad to already see gone or that you did not know about and uh, grew to love? So, I mean, when I'm looking at this Wikipedia page that I have pulled up in front of me <laughs> at just the list of eliminated contestants – of course, the overwhelming uh, narrative just on paper is good job, good effort, Big Brother 23. Oh, my God. <laughs> like Five of the six of them leaving over the last six weeks is incredible. And I had not actually seen any of them like on TV before, despite what you and Matt like to slander me with as a secret. <laughs> big, uh, but I honestly like really enjoyed all of them and wish we had gotten to see more. And I'm hoping that if there is a follow-up edition of this uh, CBS The Challenge franchise that plenty of them will indeed be back for that because I think there is plenty more kind of narratively to uh, kind of meet on which we can chew as far as all of the BB-23 drama and infighting goes. Uh, so didn't know uh, much about them but really enjoyed what I did get to see from them. I was really disappointed to see Tasha in particular leave uh, as far as survivor alumni went and uh would hope that she would maybe get uh, a second shot if there is a follow-up season here and i'm not even sure how optimistic or not to be about that uh shan along, yeah along similar lines i was disappointed to see shan leave so early based on all of the uh drama it seemed like she was quite quickly stirring up there although i honestly have been wondering if maybe spending less time on TV on reality TV might be the move for Shan in general. I don't know that she, I, uh, well, you know, as I'm very ready to eat my words on this, if she does come back and dominate on a bunch of future seasons of either the challenger survivor. Uh, but I do wonder if maybe survivor 41 could have been like as good as it was ever going to get for Shan. And maybe something more along these lines would be what we would expect on of her on future seasons. Yeah, I think you see that with uh, a Shan type player pretty often, where the first time they come back, the first time they ever appear, it's really the best that they're going to have because they like they gain a reputation that is just basically insurmountable at a certain mm -hmm. point. You cannot overcome it, um, and I think that she kind of ran into that when. Um, like Kyland, even in his exit interviews was basically like, well, the motivation wasn't even necessarily Xavier, or at least like that was the harder one for him to get over. Basically every single person in the house was ready for Shan, um, to get thrown in there at some point. So I think like he was saying that even her allies were like not oh, wow. putting up any fight. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know, you know, how true that is obviously coming from Kyland in an exit interview, how many months after, but, uh, I think that she does definitely have a tough road ahead of her. Yeah, and then as far as the Love Island gang is concerned, uh, of those eliminated, I'm ready to be told that this is a potentially kind of problematic take, but I really liked Shannon. I thought she was very funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Of an accurate reader. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, and, and then of the people still left in the game, honestly, like, I don't know that I would necessarily feel this way if I didn't know some of the lower key people from the survivor world who aren't getting as much screen time. Uh, I don't know that I would have necessarily very strong takes on Danny, for instance, or Desi. Uh, but both of them, I very much like from their time on survivor and everyone's still in the game that I didn't know coming in. I feel like uh, I'm enjoying overwhelmingly. I, I, I would still say 
it wasn't even honestly until like this very week that I was really clear on which of Alyssa or Angela was which. Uh, and that's just me being kind of a filthy casual. Uh, and I still wouldn't say that Angela specifically is like jumping off the screen at me. Uh, although I do absolutely uh, understand and like that she's very good at a lot of the challenges and seems to be uh doing well and be in an interesting spot kind of uh, socially, politically, et cetera. So, I, I mean, I really am at a point where pretty much everyone remaining in the game is someone that I'm interested in seeing how their story continues and would be interested in seeing run a final. Yeah, I like that we started with, is Colin a super fan? And ended on, who are Alyssa and Angela? So, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it happens, it happens. No, I think that... Um, when we first had this cast leaked, I would say, uh, myself and Ligori were on a call going over it and we're like, why? Like, why? Why? And I feel like a lot of those whys have been answered over the course of the season where, like, they knew what they were doing, putting certain people in the house together. <laughs> and so, um, I think that even people that, uh, I don't like, I still don't want them there, but like, they are getting in the arguments that you probably could have predicted. So, um, yeah, who, who, I, is, I, who has I, surprised I you the most out of all the people that we that you presumably knew, at least for the most part, coming in? Uh, has anyone really like blown you away with how they've come across this time? Um, I didn't know Desi was quite as physical as she's coming off on the show. Like, I would not have necessarily put her in as a um, winner candidate against some of like the Angela's and Sarah's. And I would even throw like Justine. Um, I came in with higher expectations, mm -hmm. but uh, Desi like doing super well. Uh, I would say that I am pleasantly, I was pleasantly surprised by James who like, I didn't really get a good feel for. Um, and same with Kayla, like in terms of amazing race, I think that was like my biggest blind spot. Um, and I think that they've both added a ton to the season. So was glad to see them there. Yeah, I, I'm on totally the same page there. I've been, the Amazing Racers uh, have very much impressed me. Even Leo, who seems to be getting most of the content about either cat stuff or people talking about how bad he is at so much of this, has, has certainly had a, a big last couple of weeks here. And we'll see if he has any kind of momentum now going into the future, or if that kind of real life drama uh, may put a wrench into things. But I also wanted to give just a shout out to a couple people that I knew nothing of coming into this season, but that I have very much enjoyed uh, both Cache and Justine from Love Island. I have found myself becoming a, a very quick fan of uh, each of them. Good picks. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we love them. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, um, this is not that I, I've always been a fan of Tyson, a big fan of Tyson, whether it be on the show or on podcast. Um, but I feel like, honestly, even is this my favorite Tyson appearance on a show? Um, it, just even weighing the fact that, like, I don't always fall in love with who they push as the, like, main narrator of a season. Um, uh, and, like, if this is going to be someone who is running away with the most confessionals of a season, I'm generally not, uh, you know, super on board. And for whatever reason, Tyson has impressed me as a uh, confessionalist and a narrator, like, even more on this season than any other that he's been on. Interesting. So I definitely don't disagree with that. And I, but, I mean, I would cite Tyson as one of the greatest survivor confessionalist sure. of all time and you know i think there probably was a point uh during the covid run with no survivor where dom and i probably did a survivor podcast about the greatest confessionalists of all time and tyson i'm guessing uh came up in 
in there. I, I think I would, with a gun to my head, say that I liked Tyson on Token Sheens slightly more than Tyson on the Challenge USA, but I, I have a hard time disagreeing with your general point that Tyson on this season, I think, is is significantly uh, more competitive, more interesting character than he is on most of his Survivor seasons. Yeah, and I Token Sheens is really the only other one that I'm debating, um, but and would agree he's a top confessionalist of all time for Survivor as well. But for whatever reason, it's just working for me even more here. Okay, um, which like says a lot. Basically, the bar was high, and he surpassed it. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, And then Ben and Sarah are also here, and that's a thing that's happening. (laughs) They are here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I I, I guess now just because I'm looking through the list uh, of the people, as I mentioned, and I, I guess I have talked about virtually all of them. So may as well uh, get through these last couple of big brother folks where Enzo, I don't frankly really know how Enzo got a spot on this season, but I'm ha- happy enough, I guess uh, for him that he gets, gets to keep living out his dream, apparently of being on reality TV uh, and feel like it's probably one of his, uh, better outcomes to still be in the game at this point. We'll see how long he can keep that rolling. And then David Alexander was someone I saw a little of uh, when I was watching the early weeks, indeed, uh, on Big Brother 22 and temporarily making you and Ligori not filthy liars about my uh, Big Brother watching (laughs) there. But I never really found myself like actively rooting for him. And I know he didn't have the greatest go at things uh, his first time around on big brother either, but I, these last few weeks, at least uh, I do kind of like the David Alexander redemption arc. Yeah, it was interesting. I feel like in the first one or two episodes, maybe even three, uh, he was basically given nothing to work with. He was the butt of jokes. And then, you know what? He's won a challenge. He's won an elimination. So I feel like David Alexander, uh, you know, times a million, his best performance on CBS reality, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Uh, And then I get I've mentioned this guy in passing, but very happy to see a friend of the podcast, Dominic Abate, out there. And honestly, uh, not too far off from the Enzo school of I'm shocked to see him out here in the first place and (laughs) shocked that he's still uh, this deep into the game. But he has been getting plenty of screen time. He's going to, you know, he's the winner of this week's uh, main game kind of challenge. Granted, it was mostly luck, I would say, uh, when all the drivers are blindfolded there. Uh, But cool for him that he gets to be on there. uh, And incidentally, giving shout outs to, fellow friend of the podcast uh his wife Kristen abate uh so cool to to have him out there uh and it seems to me like he may even be positioning himself if there is another season to return to this show somehow which i would not have expected going in yeah i think dom is definitely setting himself up to uh be a fixture on the challenge i thought at one point like we even discussed like was dom trying to quit in that one elimination Mm. but uh ultimately i feel like even if he was at that point he obviously is committed now yeah for sure um yeah so do you to to kind of seamlessly transition here scally dom and uh kayla are gonna win this week's main demolition derby kind of challenge there am i overstating it in calling this primarily luck because i felt like this would have been such a cool challenge if they weren't blindfolded and could be like deliberately driving at each other but when no one can see really what they're doing and potentially can barely even hear what their partner is instructing them to do uh it felt like 
a very cool challenge was very much watered down for me. Yeah, for sure. I'm wondering, like, what was the limit on the miles per hour these cars could have hit? Uh, lucky we did not get many head-on collisions at full speed, it mm-hmm. seems, because uh, that all seemed very dangerous. Um, I do feel like, and again, through interviews, it seems like some of the cars even just, like, ran out of battery. <laughs> so oh, I was like, wow. you're out. Like, okay, um, sure. So uh, we even saw, um, was it Danny and Justine's car at the end was just, like, puttering along. So I think that some of the cars probably were in better shape than others. And they even said, basically, like, if your car stops running for any reason, like, act of God, you're out of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we don't know what to tell you. I feel um, like every time I've ever been go-karting, one person who is not me has the much better go-kart. Uh, and it feels like that <laughs> may have been dom and kayla this time yeah i do think that it's definitely a factor i feel like so many people were taken out just by running into like a barrel mm-hmm. um that if you had just not moved and sat in the corner you probably had a pretty good shot of winning this challenge i was wondering uh, that if any if anyone would deliberately just try to stay out of the chaos yeah i wondered if there was a rule preventing that um i know that if you're the back of the car was like facing outward sure that someone could just drive up and pop your balloons while you're a sitting duck but just like turn away and then you can drive out as someone comes but no don't see that strategy employed ultimately why don't we ever see things like this on the challenge proper and i mean we see them jumping off of cars and trucks and so forth all the time uh but i feel like letting them run into each other and like deliberately strategize around who they would want who's like mario kart balloons they would want to be popping would would be a really interesting like i guess i'm more surprised uh that i'm trying this isn't something we see i can think of a hardcore coconut chop essentially yeah, basically, I can think of a season, it was, I think it was Double Agents, where they're in those, like, giant, like, orbs, basically, like, the metal balls, and they're on a field, there's, like, three defenders versus two attackers, and, like, you could kind of uh, rig the game there, um, and, like, based on who either got through the goal, or, like, you know, they uh, set off, like, the, I don't know, the smoke, a lot, like, things on the their person's like orbs so uh clearly i don't remember the challenge the best but i do think there are some challenges that could be like loosely compared to this yeah i guess like they'll do like mud wrestling where they have to get certain colored balls and they can choose who to help and like west did something diabolical one time and i I don't remember what it was but i guess the larger point i'm getting at is i just want to see them (laughs) hit each other with vehicles apparently <laughs> All right, we'll put that in the yeah. in the notes for the show, yeah. And I feel like they are always doing things so much for the trailer that this is uh something that works along with the trailer and I think if it was running correctly could be interesting to watch. Totally, yeah. So, unfortunately, it does not seem to be the case. I'm assuming that uh given as we discussed, not your like, you know, uh, a challenge that would have been fun if it was running correctly, but otherwise like just fine. Yeah, and I really I don't mean to take anything away from uh, Kayla and Dom, both of whom I was happy to see get a, a challenge win here. And it's very much did feel to me like they were uh, a cohesive unit there, a well-oiled machine, perhaps fittingly, uh, in their time together during this challenge. But it, it not only felt like, uh, it, while visually cool challenge, a lot of it came down to luck, it also felt weird to me to finally get to see Tyson and Sarah paired up and just have it come down to this challenge and then them not having to make a decision. I I really would have loved to see the timeline where they get to do a 
more regular kind of challenge together probably win that and then have to decide on like a consensus target Hmm. yeah i wonder if that point sarah's like ben wants to go in and tyson's like good throw ben in yeah um, so uh yeah could have been interesting i do think there were a couple of teams here that would have fared well in like basically any other challenge and then just got totally screwed by this being the one right before yeah uh, it, it very much felt like uh getting cinco during trivia or whatever exactly. the, the other <laughs> alternative comparison would be there yeah um do you feel like this is an appropriate point for people to feel like they want to go into elimination to make sure they can get the money. So I think it's early. Um, and so the thing that is also influencing that for me is I feel like when they're there, they got to know the filming dates and I believe that people are like, Oh, this is the halfway mark. And by like, number of pairs that doesn't seem to make sense so i'm assuming that there are some type of twist something coming up um but that basically when you know that you're only about halfway through the filming that seems a little early for me i yeah i ask because i was thinking the exact same thing like there's still what eight pairs left uh at Mm -hmm. the beginning of this and we're hearing confessionals about like oh you know we're getting down to the end and uh maybe i'll throw myself in to make sure that i have enough money to run the final am i mistaken that and let maybe there's some kind of fringe situation where you're in an elimination against the wrong person who doesn't have enough money or whatever but it's essentially the case that if you win either a main match or one of the eliminations that you're qualified from this point going forward yeah, I, almost entirely. Um, there's really only four people that are not qualified at this moment. Those are Ben, Danny, Sarah, and Enzo, I believe. Um, so I think in almost every other case, you're going to end up with enough money between the two partners that you end up eliminating if you have to go in later. So uh seems like a safe bet that you have more time here. Yeah, I, I agree. And I also feel like it seems like a safe bet that the people who do have enough money are going to be more than fine with you going into the elimination if you ask to go in so that they don't have to risk being out of the game instead of running the final there. Uh, and yeah, you are right that I, I obviously was not questioning you in the first place, but just wanted to find <laughs> out the means that you were right. Because uh, I did remember Enzo just winning an elimination uh, a week or two ago and would have thought that that would put him over the requisite amount of money. But that is, I think, uh, one of the kind of fringe cases where just he drew someone else who had never had any money either. And so he just went from a thousand dollars to two thousand dollars and that didn't really get him too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there was a alliance structure in the house. So they're not really talking about a whole bunch, uh, which I think probably lended to uh, them facing off last week. But basically, we get highlighted the alliance of Kyland, Angela and Tyson. And I would say that mostly formed uh, from winning early challenges. Tyson has talked about how he was really playing up that the people who win the challenges will not throw in the other people who win the challenges and thus guaranteeing that everyone who has ever had power will stay in power. So um, I think, you know, interesting strategy from Tyson. Do you think it's a good move for most of the people to be playing along with that or uh, how, how are they going to fare? I do think it makes sense, especially uh, to blatantly be kind of results oriented here when we're in a situation where I think 
they may not have been able to anticipate the extent to which this would be the case, but so many people or so many of the challenges are being won by the same few people that it does, I think, on paper, make a lot of sense for them to just kind of have a blanket pact to keep each other protected early on. And uh, maybe, you know, as we get a a larger sample size over the course of this season, I guess uh, Justine is the only repeat winner we've had in the last few weeks here. But uh, definitely early on when it looked like Tyson and Kylan in particular were just crushing pretty much everything on the men's side, I think it makes a huge amount of sense for both of them. And and Tyson in particular, uh, I feel like has got to recognize that this may not be the stiffest competition he has ever faced, not only in his life, just as a professional athlete in the past, but even on survivor, I'm guessing a lot of the seasons he was on there, he felt like he had more competition than he perhaps even necessarily does on the challenge here. So yeah, I, I, I did understand why they went that route uh, and would anticipate, honestly, if this does again become uh, a, a franchise with multiple seasons, that that sort of thing may emerge uh, in the early part, at least uh, on those seasons as well. I, I, I get why the people who are successful early on uh, would want to just keep it simple and keep each other safe. And we'll hack it out later on and potentially even in the final there. Although I, uh, one kind of strategic thing that crossed my mind that I don't think we've heard that much about in recent weeks, but did want to flag it up just while I have the opportunity here. I I feel like Tyson was one of the people we heard vocalize this a lot, but also probably had to do with him just being in power so often. Uh, the idea of wanting to take out weak people of the opposite gender so that you don't get paired with them at the wrong time later on, I also think makes a ton of sense under kind of neutral circumstances. But one thing I feel like should be flagged up uh, when discussing that sort of thing is after you've already had your turn with a particularly weak partner, if you do find yourself back in power, it feels to me like it would be a huge blunder to let them go into elimination rather than letting them still be in the game to be with someone else uh, and put someone else in the position where they have the wrong person at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do actually believe that was a, at least a small part of what got Sarah sent in the week that Tyson sent her in uh, was that basically it was pitched. And I don't remember who exactly, I think it might've been Alyssa, um, but I could be wrong there or Kayla. I don't remember. Um, but that basically it was like, Oh, let's throw them in. And Tyson's like, well, I've already been paired with her. It does me no good to throw her in. So um, I I do think that Tyson is definitely thinking that way. Uh, We saw ultimately that Angela did get paired with someone she had already been with, but I think that's uh, going to be pretty rare. I I forget, you know, like the challenge stats Twitter account put out that there were like thousands of possibilities. I I remember you saying last week that there were like 1800 or something uh, mm -hmm. different way. And I was still left in the game. Yeah. And I was looking at the chart uh, and to just demonstrate how easy it would have been to not have any repeat partners that week. All that would have had to happen is you just swap Angela and Dominic as a pair with Sarah and Ben as a pair. And that Sarah and Ben is just the first one that came to, (laughs) that popped into view for me. And I'm guessing there were plenty of others where if you just swap those two, you have a totally unique set of pairs there. Uh, And so, yeah, do we have any 
additional info into what went into that or like the logic M- uh not MTV but whoever CBS uh was using in like justifying that being mathematically forced because it like very very clearly was not even close to mathematically forced not a clue uh <laughs> yeah they never explained i don't ex- i don't expect there's got to be some reason i i feel like ultimately they're just going to be um saying something along the lines of okay well the first person like they call let's say like tyson's name and it seems like they always do the men first so i wonder if that is uh has any bearing on whether the women are more likely to have repeat partners um but i would assume so but that basically it would go tyson and then out of tyson's available picks it selects someone and then okay like dom and then out of dom's available picks it then picks someone and down and down and down the line until you get to someone who has all repeat partners left and then well whether whether it was starting with dom or with angela they both would have had people left on the board Mm. Um, I don't that know. had already been called out or had not been called. Who knows? Yeah, I, not, not, you may be on to the, like, but the thing is, like, if they could use that as an excuse, they could literally just set the pairs however they want. I mean, they already can do that, mm-hmm. but they could, like, <laughs> <Yep>. claim that <laughs> it was mathematical every single time. It just, it, like, the order would become so significant uh, that that feels weird to me. But I, either way, uh, I, I, it sounds like we don't have any real answers on that, and that's just going to make me more curious about what the hell was going on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Overall, I liked the algorithm. I think that it made a much more interesting season than we would have had without it. Um, but, like, I don't trust it either. <laughs> I certainly don't trust it. I think you would be crazy <laughs> to trust uh, the algorithm, especially after that kind of fluky double pairing of Angela and Dom there. But we get some sort of tease, like at the end of this episode, that the algorithm is now done. Maybe the previews have already tipped what this might be, uh, or maybe Twitter is just already aware of what is going to happen here. But uh, do we have any like leading theories about what's replacing the algorithm? Are they going to get to pick their own partners or random draw or what's going on? I'm pretty sure I know. Do you have any theories I, I mean, or what you would want like to see? I don't know how this would logistically work, but I think my number one choice would be no more partners and they just go into singles. Okay. Well, I believe it is going to be no more partners and we're just going into singles. Oh, beautiful. Uh, and to be, <laughs> to be fully honest here, that thought did not cross my mind as I was going like as recently <laughs> as 30 seconds ago. And then at, when I threw it back over to you, I realized that I left out the very obvious idea that maybe we're just going to singles. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do believe again, when talking to uh, Kyle and Kira, the question was like, how does it feel to know that you just missed out on the individual portion of the ah. game? So yeah. Uh, okay. which I think Kyle was very upset to have missed out on. Uh, <laughs> so but. So there's going to be are, – are, do you think we're still going to have one man and one woman winning and they have to decide together? Or is it just going to be one solo person is the decider for who goes into the elimination against last place? I could see a like male and female winner every week, but then only having like a male elimination this week and only having a female elimination the next week uh, and losing only one person because – I do feel like we are rapidly losing a very large portion of the cast. And given that we generally are going to run a final with, you know, eight people and we're down to what, like 12, 14 people. um, That's only so many weeks. Well, the thing is, I agree. I I would generally agree with you. Uh, However, 
on this Wikipedia page that I'm looking at, it's only filling in the boxes for 10 episodes total. And so we just, this was episode seven. There are only three mm. episodes left. And sorry if this is uh, out of bounds kind of information for you. I don't know. <laughs> and this, this could just be straight up wrong, not to disparage the great work that Wikipedia does in general there. Uh, but I, I am taking it to mean that there are only going to be 10 total episodes this season. And I was on the same page as you that we're only going to run the final with eight maybe ten people so it would it, it would surprise me if we only had one person being eliminated over the next couple episodes each and then it was the final so i believe it's just that they're only confirmed on whatever guide this wikipedia is using um because it still says like the original release is july 6th to present so it doesn't have an end date um, listed anywhere it doesn't have like a definite number of episodes listed so i do think it's still up in the air. okay so maybe this is to just my like the, okay so this i'm just seeing the confirmed minimum number of episodes we're definitely going at least 10 but could be more yeah that's what i'm thinking we we may end up losing you know two people an episode i would honestly generally prefer it for the pacing um so that would be nice but um, at the same time, one less elimination gives us potentially more time for uh, other things to be shown on the show, which I think is a little bit lacking. Do you feel? Yeah, I was going to ask you, are we getting an adequate amount of drama on the personal side of things for you? I, I feel like Big Brother 23 certainly brought plenty in that regard. And Tyson and Sarah uh, has been a compelling kind of like rivalry in progress, but do you miss the like outright mess that we generally get on a lot of episodes of the MTV version? I'll always miss mess. So yeah, I do. I feel like the cut from 90 minute episodes to 60 minute episodes is felt like very heavily here. Um, and it's not that I even think we couldn't fit in the mess or the personal relationships or character content in the 60 minute episode. It's just that like when I was rewatching today, I was like, Oh, this, this uh, elimination took up, you know, 15, 20 minutes of the 42 minute episode. So it was like massively oversized in my opinion. Right. Uh, yeah. And I, what'd you think by the way of this elimination? Because I agree with you that it kind of dragged on, but I think it was, almost impossible for it not to when the trivia questions were so uh, obscure in some cases we're like it's almost a guarantee that at least one if not probably both of the teams are going to get some of these questions wrong and once again so much of it is going to come down to just like random luck for who gets the right combination first Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do have the elimination, which they call ball and chain, where we saw them having to uh, answer trivia questions and lift medicine balls up on this, like, what would you say, like 15, 18 foot tall wall um, and like medicine balls that had the different numbers for the trivia questions, had to put them in their correct spots. And then like they all had to be correct in order to win. Um, I thought it was a fine elimination. I do agree that some of the questions were definitely harder than others, but I think the sides overall were like kind of balanced. I, I it's like hard to say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I, I agree with that. Like in my mind, the number of times Madonna has been married or the number of albums Adele has done, like as long as those sorts of questions are split where teams are essentially always going to just be guessing at roughly what they know the answer to be, 
the fairness element is fine to me. It just feels so weird. And maybe this is uh, me being unfair towards what this franchise is trying to be, where in my mind, because of however many years I've spent watching the MTV version, the determining factor is generally kind of supposed to be physical, uh, especially in Mm. the eliminations. And it felt odd to me to see one where it could have been entirely physical uh, and there was really no need as far as I was concerned for the kind of random element that they were inserting and that also would then cause it to drag on and perhaps be uh, a bit less interesting and run longer and take more TV time, etc. Like to me, I would say I was fine with the twist that we got at the beginning of the tire stacking challenge where they had to spell words backwards and it didn't end up making that much of a difference but this elimination with the ball and chain felt to me of like if we were doing the spelling thing every few minutes during the ch- the tire challenge where a ton of it would just become kind of random and repetitive and time consuming yeah i do think like the challenge is definitely going to throw in puzzles into elimination every so often but with trivia it's just you know it or you don't so that's a lot more difficult, whereas like a puzzle you can figure out uh, and, you know, something physical you can just muscle through uh, to an extent. So definitely very difficult uh, to, you know, make up for a lack of knowledge in any of these areas. I did not know how many times Madonna had been married. I did not know for sure how many kids Angelina Jolie had. So uh, definitely questions that were in my blind spot, despite I feel like being a like relatively you know decent pop culture guy. So a uh, <laughs> little tough for them. How many, what was the ultimate answer to how many times Madonna had been married? Because I know Guy Ritchie was one of them, but I didn't realize she was like a uh, Liz Taylor type who gets married all the time. Well, the answer is that she was not a Liz Taylor type. She's oh, only been married okay. twice, apparently. Oh, well, now I need to know who the other one was. But I could not tell you. I only knew Guy Ritchie as well. Okay. Uh, well, either way, my phone is not allowing me to unlock it at this moment, so I'm going <laughs> to save us all from me trying to Google something while I'm talking on a podcast. <laughs> but anyway, uh, do your own research, I suppose, on that front if you're curious in who else Madonna has been married to. Yeah, and so it does seem like, even through the editing, I kind of got this impression. Uh, I think they tried to hide it, but it seemed like Kylan and Kira, despite struggling at the beginning, actually were pretty far ahead and ultimately put like a lot more medicine balls up on there and just never got the right combination. Uh, and, you know, when comparing to Alyssa and Leo, I think that they really did like dominate the physical mm-hmm. part of this, but just really struggled on that one question, which were cost you, them the win. Were you expecting Kylan to be uh, the physical uh, kind of dominator that he was for the bulk of this season? Not quite. Um, I didn't pencil him in as like a top three guy. And and, like, if I'm looking at a final, um, I'm throwing, you know, 100% of the equity uh, through Tyson, Danny and Kylan, I would say Uh, really in terms of what we were left with this week, you know, someone could sneak in, but uh, I'm not cutting off a pinky anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I I would give them, you know, 99% of the equity between the three of them. And I wasn't like quite there on Kylan, but 
I did know how competitive he was, like how like much he wants to win something. And he does have this like, I got to beat the best to be the best mentality, which is frustrating to no end um, <laughs> when rooting for someone. Um, you're not, yeah, you're I, not getting I, David Alexander 1% now that he's been doing so much lifting and good work in the challenges. 1%. Uh, he can have, like split the 1% with Enzo and Dom and the others. Okay. He'll take it. <laughs> yeah. better, it seems like a better percentage than he had on most of his previous seasons. That's true. I actually might throw like, you know, three percent Ben's way unfortunately yeah unfortunately uh, <laughs> I, I, he, it does seem like he has been competitive in uh quite a few of these I've, yeah. one of my favorite quotes of the season I granted not for a reason that Ben fans are going to be thrilled with but Ben freaking out about how much he loves Wheel of Fortune made me laugh very hard <laughs> yeah I was like, oh, this makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I bet you do, but <laughs> this lines up for me. And, and um, let me ask uh, along similar lines on the women's side, how much are you collectively putting in the uh, Angela plus Sarah basket for winning? And Justine, I guess, uh, as far as like the, the front runners go, is it as significant as it seems like the Tyson and Danny and Kylan side of things would have been uh, were Kylan to make it that far? Um, I think if I'm really like, the thing is that I could see Desi winning. I could see Kayla winning. Um, they're definitely like, I wouldn't even say, I would say that my top two, uh, in terms of win equity is, is definitely in terms of win equity and nothing else, uh, are <laughs> Angela and Sarah, um, <laughs> um, are Angela and Sarah with, I would say probably Desi and Justine, just from what I know, I don't know them to be like distance runners. Whereas I have that confirmed on Sarah and Angela, um, and generally going to be a decent part of the final. And I think they're both like relatively good at puzzles and everything else that I would expect to get thrown at them. Um, but then Justine and Desi, uh, definitely having the next largest slice of the pie and then like throw it anywhere else between. I, I don't think there are like the, uh, no offense to them, but the Doms and Enzos and Leos that I'm mostly counting out of a final yeah. win. Okay. Uh, and I honestly feel like one of the better case scenarios, and I, I, I don't know how likely this is, but I would be very much here for it, uh, to return to someone that I had absolutely no knowledge of entering this season, but has really, really grown on me quickly. I think it would be fantastic if Cache somehow like accidentally won on the, the women's side and like just <laughs> everything broke right for her. I think I'm giving her at least 1% just because it would be so fun to see that actually play out there. But uh, I, I would feel, and sorry to the uh, edit hating people out there, and I won't belabor this point, and I don't even know how much to be reading uh, into the edit on, on this show because I know that the challenge on MTV isn't always nearly as reliable uh, as some of these other shows maybe, but I uh, I would feel way, way better about both Desi and Danny, I think, uh, if we were just hearing more from them. And honestly, I think Desi being largely invisible may be a stretch, but much quieter than it seems like most of the other women have been to this point may actually be preferable to Danny getting almost nothing other than shout outs to his wife, Kiki. It feels like Danny has been almost turned into a meme, and that makes me really disappointed, not in him, but in just the way they've chosen to present him. Yeah, I would say that uh, a funny tweet by uh, one Stephen Fisher 
actually talking about like, wow, a Danny win would just be so tough to like root for, given that you have no personal content of like, <laughs> you know, his family members. Wow, that would really be uh, tough to wrap your head around who's winning that money. Uh, yeah. Um, so. I do think that we are getting positive content from Danny anytime he's on screen, but I look at then stuff coming out in exit interviews about how, oh, there are certain people in the house that are so funny and Danny is listed amongst them. And I, like, as I find him to be an entertaining character, I don't know that like hysterical would be one of the top like three words that I'd be throwing at him. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Danny is someone that I was really, really excited to see get uh, another shot on CBS reality. And even though we've only really gotten to hear him talk about Kiki to this point, he would be very near the top of the list for me for guys that I would definitely want to see back on a future season of this. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely be happy to see Danny along with most people, honestly, on this cast return. Um, I would say that it's definitely towards the top, though. I, I mean, I've said this about both of the two most recent Survivor casts, uh, both season 41 and 42 at the time of this recording, in case anyone's like somehow listening to this years for now, years from now, where. I would be totally content if they decided some future year to just have those exact 18 people run it back and play a brand new season of Survivor together <laughs> all over again. And there there are a few people uh, from this group here on the Challenge USA that maybe we could be better served to kind of swap out with some uh, fresh meat, I suppose, on a future season. But I would not hate it by any means if we just ran it back with this same cast that we had this year on next season yeah for the most part i agree that i'm you know happy with 80 percent of the casting let's yeah. say yeah yeah um, and i mean which I, is like a, a good percentage for a challenge season to, absolutely yes uh it's about 75 percent higher than it normally is for me <laughs> uh, maybe, i like kyle i like big t i don't know how much i need uh anyone else on mtv to uh-huh. <laughs> to be back on my screen anytime soon but uh, <laughs> i to like make the most extreme version of this point I would be totally down with it if all six of these people from BB23 were back on the next version of the challenge. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at it, specifically like where we talked about BB23. I was going to say um, these people have such like complicated storylines between the six of them um, where they're all like generally really close. But pretty much every single person in here has backstabbed each other at one point or another. Um, they have uh, really like, you know, conspired with and against and, you know, lived with each other for like, months on end in Big Brother and then again after Big Brother and then again on the challenge so i feel like even though they've only been reality stars for about a year the history is very rich i mean i feel like if there were ever a time where a group of people from cbs reality could spin off into their own version of like the real housewives or the kardashians or whatever where they literally just film them beefing with each other on tv and that's like what they do. Uh, I I feel like this group uh, could be very worthy of that. Yeah, I would say that definitely some big personalities and mostly likable personalities on BB23 on the season as a whole, um, and definitely who they brought in for this cast. So if we'd anything, be very glad it, to see them. Sorry, if if anything, okay. the show itself might be getting in the way of how interesting a show about all of these <laughs> BB23 people could be. I mean, I'm not disagreeing, and that's the thing is I feel like as much as 
we did talk about how like, oh my God, this whole challenge season is like all BB 23 in terms of the edit. Even it's like, well, we had to do that because they're all going home immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so <laughs> like kind of got to get it in while you can. Um, and again, and they only give so much like personal content in the episodes that just requiring it to be a big focus of the first six, seven episodes really meant that it was going to be a hundred percent of what we got almost. Yeah. And I mean, I would, imagine that the big brother 22 23 kind of interpersonal dynamics and the backstabbing that had gone on to that point was much greater than pretty much any other dynamic within the entire cast other than like i think the runaway number two but that is not even in contention uh in the same kind of territory as the number one of BB 23 is I think Tyson and the beef that he has with Sarah and Ben Mm -hmm. from eliminating him on winners at war is another kind of pre existing storyline that is of course going to be at least semi relevant uh, in a lot of the timelines where those two find each other on, or those three, I guess, find each other on reality TV competition shows with each other in the future. But uh, I I think it, it stands to reason that the big brother 23 drama would get uh, so much focus early on. Hmm. So as we talked about, we do ultimately see Kylan going home this episode. Um, and while we also talked about the winners of the challenges really sticking together as an alliance, I would say Kylan really threw his lot in there. Um, and you know, was not focusing on BB 23 as we saw ultimately, uh, throwing in Xavier himself a couple weeks ago. Looking back, do you feel like that decision is more justified given what we know about the Alliance structure in the house now, or uh, even worse given his elimination? So it's certainly easy to say, well, you know, a few weeks later he found himself eliminated uh, and there was nothing that Alliance he chose over BB 23 could really do to prevent it there. But I try to be a process-oriented thinker here, and it really did seem like uh, it took some pretty fluke circumstances for someone outside of that group to end up in power here this week, like when we talked about the Demolition Derby challenge. It's a, is Demolition Derby like a ubiquitous concept, or is that just something we have in Maine? Uh, I have definitely heard of it. Okay. I've not attended one. It's, it's where <laughs> a bunch of junky old cars just keep ramming yep. into each other until only one of them works again. Like I think it took a weird challenge for the guy who had a big vendetta against him uh, to be in power in the first place. And then Kayla also not thrilled uh, with his unwillingness to talk to her, like at any point leading up to that. Uh, So as, uh, as easy as it would be to take his elimination here and say, uh, and you know, just this string of big brother 23 people being eliminated and the reaction that it's gotten, uh, from Survivor and Tyson in particular, saying, like, what are you guys doing, just playing this game for me? Uh, I, I really do feel like teaming up with Tyson and Angela uh, and having the people who were the, the most competitive, it seemed like, in the bulk of the challenges up to that point was a pretty sharp move. I don't, I don't know that the Big Brother 23 brain trust was going to be too much of a bulldozer regardless of which direction it went it seemed like Derek and Alyssa uh were not too thrilled with the idea of staying together as one big happy family during the early days there so uh I honestly 
as boneheaded as it seemed in the moment to me, just based on the reaction it was getting, I actually did think it made sense for Kylan. But you tell me, Scally, am I wrong for feeling that way? So for me, I would say, is it more defensible given that we see that Kylan has some other alliance in the house? Sure. But like the players that we always look at as like the greats, they always are looking at like how they have set themselves up with multiple options to move through the game. So like, sure, Xavier wasn't the only person that he was relying on this season, but I don't know why he couldn't have been an option. Uh, whereas like, yeah, uh, Xavier is a bigger threat to run a final against than some of the other people that are left on this season. But Kylan's uh, main motivation has always been to run against the best anyway. So actually did go back and look at the week where he ended up throwing in Xavier, I believe, or was this one week too early? Um, But basically it's like, why not throw in Dom specifically who ends up throwing you in here? Um, I don't know that he's like paired with anyone that you're going to, uh, worry about send, sending home attached to him or a, you know, someone, someone else that you're not as attached to. I just feel like keep the options open at least. So maybe, uh, try this on for size. I suppose I, I may be giving Kyland, uh, too much credit here, or I, I may be the one thinking about this in like entirely wrong terms for sure, uh, as opposed to him. But I wouldn't be blown away if Kyland came into this season saying to himself, obviously I want to go back on reality TV and I know a couple of things about the challenge. And one of those things (laughs) is they do a lot of, returning players on their seasons and even the spinoffs like the challenge all-stars with the people from back in the day that's getting multiple seasons now and might it honestly be a better bet that if i can really cement this kylan versus x kind of thing that could be my ticket to not only this season but on a show with this many competitors and with a lot of things where luck might be involved or just the sheer variance in any given season, the best play for me long-term, both in terms of my likelihood of winning dollars over time and also my presumed kind of desire to stay in the spotlight for a while is go out of my way to make sure that I am the one to throw him in. Because if there are multiple seasons of this, guess who is definitely coming back? Mm-hmm. Well, do you feel like Kyland is a lock as is? I definitely would say so at this point. If there are multiple seasons where they're doing returning players, I will be shocked if Kylan's not there. Yeah, I'd be super surprised also just because, first of all, the first barrier to entry, I know that he wants to do it uh, extremely badly. So uh, I would expect him to beg even if they didn't call, <laughs> um, but I think they will call. So I think Kylan is pretty much a lock, but I feel like he could have been a lock without it. Um, okay. Who, you know, I would say if they do do a future season, Tyson and Sarah both seem like locks to me. If they are interested, Mm -hmm. who who else is jumping out as a lock to you, Angela? Ooh, I would say Angela. The thing is that she doesn't jump off of the page with like personality, but 
I don't know that the challenge cares about that necessarily, especially when it's a 42 minute episode and they're only showing about two personalities an episode. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say she's pretty likely. I would be surprised if they do include Love Island contestants, if we don't get Justine and Cache back. Um, I actually think Alyssa is maybe the biggest lock on the women's side. Yeah, I I wasn't sure if uh, it was just recency bias from her having this big episode this last week but she uh stood out to me as someone that i thought might be getting close to that territory if not and then uh assuming kyland is a lock i feel like that would be good news i'm sorry is it xavier or xavier uh xavier i feel like he would be in pretty good shape to get asked back as well yeah, I do think that he's likely to be asked back. I'm wondering if he'll want to do it, um, but we shall see because, you know, he is a at least decently successful lawyer on the outside. So um, has other things going on, as I'm sure many of the others do, but uh, not all lawyers. So um, I would say pretty likely, I think Alyssa, as much as uh, as much heat as she gets for her revenge on the cookout storyline, which I think is not undeserved at times. Um, <laughs> I think that it has made her one of the standout characters uh, and also competed pretty well. So I think that she is probably the biggest lock on the women's side so far. Okay. Uh, I, yeah, I, I feel like uh, Sarah would be my pick as the biggest lock on the women's side to this point. But uh, Alyssa, I, I think I may be uh, allowing myself to read too much into what has gone on recently between Tyson and Sarah, and that may uh, play less of a role, you know, going forward there. Uh, and I will take your word for it that Alyssa is probably uh, the, the front runner as far as all of what they're looking for is concerned. Uh, quick sidebar, because I did not realize that he was a lawyer. Do we know if he is prosecution or defense? I do not know okay. off the top of my head. I'm rooting one way. For, yeah, for... I think we all are. Okay, good. <laughs> Most of us. Um... <laughs> how yeah. much I how much I root for him next time I see him is going to come largely down to that. <laughs> so there we go. Uh, um, yeah, I honestly I think I might give Alyssa like the number two spot behind Tyson um, in terms of likely to be getting the call. Oh, Tyson, uh, I think is the easy number. I, I was talking only about women. Uh, in terms, no, of... no, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I figured. I just was elaborating on that. Um, so, yeah, I think that it will be interesting definitely seeing who does end up coming back. One person that I feel like we've glossed over a little bit, but has been a decently big character, especially in this episode. How do you feel about how Dom has been on the show and then also playing this season? Dom has been very interesting. So, again, uh, I was surprised to see Dom interested in being on the challenge and then them being interested in him. But I... Uh, <laughs> I, you know, Dom was someone I really enjoyed during his run on Survivor. He's been on this very podcast many times uh, over the years. His wife has uh, been on this podcast talking about what it's like just being a, a loved one of a person on Survivor and like the toll that that takes as it's filming and then as it's airing and so forth. Uh, if it, in case anyone would be interested in checking any of that out. Uh, but yeah, so Dom was someone I honestly thought was kind of disappointing early on. And I'm guessing he was disappointed in himself early on, like finding mm -hmm. himself in that elimination and then not thinking too clearly as all of that <laughs> was going on. I really thought that was going to come back uh, and bite him in the ass there. But I feel like since 
a kind of early stumble, not entirely unlike his run on Survivor the first time around. He has gotten his footing uh, much more substantially, like, solid there. And it seems like they are leaning into him these days as a TV character. And I know uh, probably plenty of that had to do with the fact that he was going to win this challenge and there needed to be some sort of uh, kind of rationale going into what decision he and Kayla were going to make there. But it, it's felt like for the last few weeks, he's been kind of coming on as a, a bigger and bigger TV character there. And while I don't know how likely it is that he's going to be winning any of the more physical challenges uh, against some of the competition that he's finding himself in here with, uh, you know, we we've certainly seen that not all of the competitions are entirely physical. And at this point, even though uh, there probably are plenty of people who find themselves closer with others or less willing to throw others in than Dominic, uh, it does seem like he's at least got some path towards the final. And that is something I'm very, very surprised to say. So uh, pleasantly surprised after what seemed like kind of a rocky start there for Dom uh, and curious for sure. Uh, and maybe, you know, we can we can get the hook up here and have him come in and talk uh, at some point about like Ooh. his experience after the fact. He's He's been willing to do that sort of thing in the past. Uh, so, yeah, rooting very hard for the guy uh, and, you know, just hoping for the best at this point. I'm saying I, I I'm at the point, I guess, where expectations low vibes high thrilled that he's still in there. Yeah, yeah. Um... I've been, he's been interesting as a character on the show. I think that he, uh, I have renewed faith in his game, I would say, after this week, because uh, his constant paranoia, at least that we had seen on the show, of being pretty convinced it was going to be him and going so far as to basically volunteer um, that one week was definitely questionable for me. But given that he did ultimately get a win uh, at this point in the season, where I was saying earlier before that it was too early to be throwing yourself into elimination. Uh, and I still stand by that. I, I would say at this point in the season, while still not super late is definitely where Dom should be taking shots and not uh, just going along with that winner's Alliance. I think it was always going to take someone like Dom and maybe even Akela who weren't really on the inside of things um, to uh, win one of these challenges and take a shot. I feel like Dom is going to probably have a tougher time against like, let's say a Tyson who is just like an ultra marathon runner um, in the final. And not that Dom is necessarily like a slouch by any means in a final, but uh, I think that uh, shots are going to be more valuable for Dom to take than a Tyson necessarily. Uh, totally. Yeah. Uh, and I do also feel like we haven't really given Kayla her due who I have, uh, very much found myself enjoying this season and been impressed with uh, as far as the challenges themselves go. Yeah, for sure. I think Kayla, like perfect rationale where she says that she's throwing in someone who doesn't talk game with her. And to highlight that, like Kylan is constantly pulling people in for one-on-ones and still failed to do so on the day that she won, like bad on Kylan, obviously, but uh, good on Kayla for getting what she wants in this week. I think that she's done good work in keeping herself out of eliminations and also winning eliminations in the past. So uh, someone that I also could definitely see making a return appearance on the challenge. Totally. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite confessionals of the season as well, where she was talking about why she wanted Kylan in so badly. It's like, he's never talked to me before and didn't even want to talk to me on the day where I was the one making the decision. And like, I, I 
legitimately was didn't physically applaud but was like mentally applauding like good throw his ass in he deserves to mm-hmm. go in if that's how stupid he's going to be about this yeah that's the thing i think kyland always uh i think he gets kind of like on a one track mindset and doesn't really see like the forest through the tree sometimes um so always going to be a little bit of a concern as much as i think that he is like really good at the physical and you know relatively good at the social i think that he struggles a little bit in the strategic side i have uh friends who have never seen a single episode of survivor but know that i'm a big survivor fan and the from time to time it will like come up every couple of years it will come up just in conversation and they'll say something to the effect of like oh i'd definitely win survivor i'd just win all of the immunity challenges and then (laughs) that's how i'd win and it seems to me like kylan might be the kind of person who even having been on these shows several times now would still go into a season saying oh i'll just run the table in challenges Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I had ever hypothetically heard of someone that was going to be on Survivor, it would definitely be my advice to focus on the social and not to uh, really rely on immunity wins at any point, let alone throughout the entire game. Agreed. <laughs> so, yeah, not great. Um, I'm trying to think of what else we really uh missed from this episode i mean we get leo's phone call with his girlfriend uh i feel like this went the best it did not go the best and it honestly (laughs) felt like it may have been going so badly that leaving could have conceivably been justified if if he's losing 45 grand per week that he's not home that seems like (laughs) not a very good risk reward proposition here yeah i just like how, how did you leave your restaurants in these hands? <laughs> that is a, the case. Yeah, I, I mean that also seems like at best gross negligence to to uh, put put it in the control of people who have no idea how to run a credit card machine or whatever. How do you rack up forty five thousand dollars of accidental credit card purchases or whatever? Uh, I just don't get it. Anyway, yeah, I I don't I don't even know what line of work he's in or or what but yeah uh, i certainly seems like not ideal for leo and i was honestly wondering do you think there's a chance that we show up now that he's finished this round out and right away he just quits next week i don't think so i almost was like Alyssa, what are you doing if you stop trying to convince him to stay maybe they bring Derek x back like your number one ally who just went home most recently um obviously i don't know the exact timeline of things but i couldn't have imagined they were just going to send home Alyssa for no reason there i agreed that they were almost surely not going to just send Alyssa home for no reason and it didn't occur to me that she could conceivably just get Derek X uh, as a replacement partner. I was thinking, let him go because they'll just give you immunity through this round if you don't have a partner. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Um, I did also see a lot of people um, really coming down on Leo's girlfriend where she is throwing even more stress and like basically encouraging him to quit the game, saying Leo has to find himself a Kiki and uh, <laughs> this girl. But um well like i agree ideally you don't want your partner being like yeah good like ditch this once in a lifetime opportunity or if you're leo like fourth in a lifetime opportunity of going on reality tv and winning money but at the same time uh leo really should have seemingly left this uh more prepared yeah i was gonna say yeah if you're in leo's position you don't want a partner who's gonna beg you to come home while you're off trying to compete but 
if you're in that girl's position, you don't want a partner who's going to go film a reality TV show and just leave you <laughs> completely hanging with these businesses hemorrhaging money. I, I think mm-hmm. uh, she may be the one with the more legitimate gripe here. Yeah, especially because I know that the actual filming of this was delayed and like the production in general, like calls were going out uh, much earlier than they ended up filming. They were pushed back for COVID and like a year plus this was in the works. So I feel like Leo probably got the call, not like last minute. I doubt that, you know, if they ended up only including three amazing racers, I'm doubting that they were just like a last minute addition. I would assume that they were like probably top of the list of the amazing race people that they called. Um, And so I would think he would have more notice than to leave it as such. That seems like it would track for me. I I didn't realize they had been delayed that long. I knew it was uh, something of a delay, but I didn't realize it was like since pre COVID that they were, uh, trying to get all of this together. Yeah, basically so, something along that. It, there had been rumors for a long time, and I knew I had seen like you know a whole bunch of names flying around since basically like winners at war on survivors. So. Did they? Did they kind of just like who willed this into the into existence the way that it seemed like Mark Long just kind of willed the OG challenge thing into existence? How how did this hmm. come about? I don't think there was a brainchild. I definitely think it had to do a lot with the uh, like Viacom merger uh, between CBS and MTV. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, I think that they ultimately were like, we have this property that is getting like a million viewers on MTV and you know losing every week, and we have this other channel that gets a lot more viewers. So <laughs> that seems to make sense to me. I did see the uh, just uh, once again shout out to this Wikipedia article that it was getting a little over two million viewers a week uh to this point which i would guess for a summer what's it on wednesday or thursday night wednesday night uh 9 p.m ish right kind of time slot is not the worst result in the world i don't i I don't know uh how satisfied they are with the ratings to this point but it seems like uh probably doing okay yeah, let's see. If we compare that to Big Brother's numbers, uh, Big Brother is coming around three and a half to three point like eight, uh, hitting a high of four million generally. That's, that seems very good to me to be maintaining over half of that. Hmm. So, uh, especially for a show that's brand new, I think that uh, and probably maybe even cheaper to produce the big brother uh definitely you know taking up less time on your actual program uh seems like pretty good yeah i was i mean for it to be in its first season where big brother has been on for 20 plus years at this point and has people that would just tune in no matter what without even thinking about it uh but may not necessarily be sticking around for this i think that, i hope at least that they're they're happy with how this has been going because i certainly have been Hmm. yeah same here same here uh, otherwise I'm trying to think, uh, let's see, do you have anything else from this episode specifically or previous to this? Uh, nothing, you want to discuss? nothing jumping to mind at the moment. Although I'm sure as soon as we hang this up, I'm going to think of six same. other things that I meant to bring up. Same, same, same. Um, I guess I can just say justice for Kiki with Danny calling her a terrible driver, but otherwise, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think this episode pretty much wrapped up. I will get before we do leave. I know that 
Again, you're not cutting off pinkies anytime soon, but if you did have to make winner picks on either side, where are you eyeing on the men's and women's sides? So we talked about it a little earlier uh, in terms of it seems like there are a few standouts on both sides. Mm -hmm. As far as the men's side is concerned, I feel like Tyson's got to be taking up a lion's the lion's share. Uh, no offense to Leo of the <laughs> winner equity. I, I'm assuming there's going to be a guy winner and a girl winner. Uh, although that I, uh, yeah that may be uh, wrong there. We'll riot if not. <laughs> yes. Uh, over on the women's side, I feel like I'm pretty torn between. I would say Angela and Sarah are probably one A and one B for me in some order. But then I also think. Uh, Kayla's certainly in there with a chance. Justine seems to be uh, doing very well in the challenges. I know uh, Desi, you mentioned as someone who, if allowed to see a final, could certainly be a very real winner candidate there. And then how could you not be rooting for uh, the underdog win for either of Alyssa or Cache at this point? So uh, I could see the women's side going pretty much any direction, although gun to my head. I would say Angela and Sarah probably have. Uh, I'll give them a combined 70% at this point. We split pretty yeah. pretty close to equally. That's around where I'm at. Maybe just a tiny bit high, but I, like, yeah, I, I would say that's fair. I'm almost, I don't know. I think I'm leaning Sarah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I think I'm leaning Sarah I, I th- in terms of uh, likelihood. I think the thing is we would be hearing and seeing Sarah being pretty physically dominant uh just based on her recent results either way whereas it does feel like they're kind of going out of their way to remind me a lot about how good angela is so that may be a, a point in her favor yeah and sarah's not qualified for the final yet uh, True, i mean yeah. i just i can't imagine getting to a final and a single person being eliminated because they're not qualified i just don't see that being a reality um but it would be interesting yeah, I, I also uh, would have a hard time seeing that being a realistic way that this plays out, especially for Sarah, who it seems like could, whenever she feels like it, either win the main challenge, because that's worth money too, right? And that would mm-hmm. put her over the top, or just say, put me into the elimination and probably win an elimination uh, pretty effortlessly. Yeah, especially now if things are, in fact... Uh, going solo. I think Sarah is going to be taking her shot at an elimination sometime yeah. soon. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, but really, really excited for uh, the kind of mid game and end game of this season because I feel like they have done a really good job setting up a lot of kind of interpersonal drama uh, and things along those lines that, that I know we've talked about. Uh, you can definitely feel the difference between the 90 minute episodes of the challenge proper and these 60 minute episodes. Uh, and while I would, I don't know if I need a full 90 minutes is the point that I'm getting <laughs> yep. at, but I, I think I would take 75. I think 75 would be a nice sweet spot. I would agree there. Even if we got like 90 earlier in the season and then trimmed down to sure. a, yeah. you know, a 60 I could deal with. I just want like a little bit more personality from some of these people. Um, even like Akira who goes home this episode, like I know Kira is a great TV personality um, and like someone that I w- actively want to see on more challenges. And I don't feel like she got particularly highlighted. I don't season. think I could pick Kira out of a lineup right now of people who look yeah. roughly like Kira. 
Yeah, which is unfortunate because I do think she's a lot of fun. I think that she, uh, you know, can bring drama, can bring hookups, can bring, uh, you know, humor. So as well as physical. So I think Kira would be good casting on another season. And unfortunately, due to the, you know, time constraints on a 42 minute episode, we really didn't get to see it. But hoping for, you know, even just a little different editing in the future. Did the people on uh, BB24? know mm-hmm. that this was a thing when they were going in or is there anyone from bb24 that you want to call your shot on being a good fit on this show in the future um i presume that they did know it was a thing in terms of who would be good in the future um i feel like we got to see joseph who is a lawyer as well like xavier but uh you know he's 24 he is in absurdly good shape i feel like we're gonna see him as well as uh, they're definitely calling taylor obviously the star of the season over on big brother 24 um i'm not sure i think she'll probably show up for at least one though okay uh even i know as much to stan taylor (laughs) yeah i mean that this is also my wishful thinking um in terms of who's casting but uh monty could do you know well i think that there are a number of people on this cast who ultimately uh could do very well. I wonder if some people like a, uh, let's say an Amira who probably left before they got any sort of redemption. And even some, many people who are still on this cast might have a little bit too much of a stink on them to be cast again in the future. Okay. Uh, can't imagine anyone like that making it through big brother casting in the first place, but I guess every <laughs> so often someone slips through the cracks. Yeah. Or challenge casting for that. Yeah. Matter. Very true. <laughs> So, yeah, like on their third or fourth season, that would be wild. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, other than that, um, I think that we are probably good on the challenge. Colin, thank you very much for jumping in here. This was a lot of fun. Definitely glad to get your opinions on people who I've never heard you talk about personally. So uh, it was a lot of fun. No, I what a a treat, as always, getting to talk to you, Scally, and a big time shout out to just what you and Matt do not only every week – for this season but for so many years now at this point really really uh appreciate and love listening to you guys so uh thanks for having me oh thanks dad um so (laughs) you are the only person i ever want to hear call me dad i would like to remain not a dad for for (laughs) quite a long time but you scally can be the one exception Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. But um, other than that, uh, what do you got going on, Colin? Uh, so obviously Survivor in the off season right now. And uh, Dom and I both having busier summers than usual. So been slacking a bit, frankly, on getting stuff up here on the main feed. Although I think that may potentially change soon now. Uh, we got I don't want to set expectations super high uh, or spoil (laughs) anything that doesn't end up coming to pass. But we have a couple irons in the fire as far as uh, content that may be recording sometime soon, but to, you know, cards on the table, I'm actually uh, about to drive across a great deal of the country and move. So uh, a bit of uh, an obstacle there for us to overcome in terms of recording this next week or so. But over on the patron feed, which people can find at patreon.com slash Dom and Colin, we have been able to get uh, some episodes of Survivor Micronesia, uh, our rewatch of that 
up uh, every week or so. In fact, uh, after I finish editing this one and posting this very episode, Scally, I'm going to be editing the next episode of Micronesia and posting that as well. So patreon.com slash Dom and Colin. Uh, if you are super desperate for our freshest survivor takes these days, although there is also uh, about a ten and a half year archive up for free on this very feed. Uh, if you are eager just to hear the sound of my voice and a British accent alongside me for some reason. Uh, so yeah, very little, frankly, uh, going on at the moment, but we'll be picking up for sure, uh, here on the main feed, whenever survivor 43 rolls around in what I'm guessing is not going to be too long at this point. Generally, uh, expecting a kind of like mid late September start date for survivor, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be a little later, to my knowledge, um, but I don't have the date in front of me for sure. But people definitely should check out your takes. Been listening for a long time myself and can highly recommend. All right. Well, thank you very, very much. And then uh, not that I tweet anymore, but if anyone does want to find me on Twitter, I am at Colin Stone. But that's it. That's the that's the end of my plugs. All right, there we go. Um, I will say, I haven't said it in a while, if people have not already, would appreciate going to the Dom and Colin podcast feed and actually rating that five stars. Write whatever you want in the review. Let me know uh, you know, what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. That's fine. Just five stars are the only ones I read, so that is always nice to see. Um, otherwise, I am on Twitter at Brian underscore Scally. Matt is on Twitter at Matt Ligori. Uh, I, what do I have? going on right now um i am talking about love island over on rhap that's been a ton of fun uh people should check that out every tuesday and friday uh also guested on nothing but netflix with robin Chappelle talking about the new neil patrick harris show uncoupled um that was a tv show and that was a very fun podcast so uh people should check that out as well if they have not already but otherwise anything i'm doing on twitter at Brian underscore Scally, and I will uh, see everybody next week.